Hey friends, welcome to Enough for Today for Friday, August the 19th. Thanks for joining me. We are in Psalm 56. We're going to finish this psalm today, and then we're going to begin a new one on Monday. So we've already done Psalm 57. So if you want to read ahead, uh, jump into Psalm 58. We'll pick it up there on Monday. But today, uh, briefly, we're going to wrap up Psalm 56. Before we do that, I want to ask you to pray for us all day today. We will be in uh, developmental meetings with all of our staff for the church and school. And I think there's somewhere around 58 or 59 paid employees that will be sitting in the room. And that's just uh, a lot of wonderful people. It's a fantastic team. And uh, there's no way I even deserve to be on that team. But I'm so grateful uh, for them, for their work, for their sacrifice and service, and uh, to just call them my friends and family. Um, and so we're blessed to serve with them. Today we're gonna to try to encourage them to get uh, all of our team aligned behind our uh, mission and our priorities and values. And then we launch school, schools under major construction. So thank you so much for praying. Uh, your prayers mean so much to us. We are just a couple of weeks away from starting school under, um, under distressing, not distressing, under urgent circumstances, uh, getting the school ready after this fire incident. So it's, it's all good. God's got it in his hands, uh, but it's been quite, uh, quite a season. Well, Psalm 56, David is running from Saul, and he, he has just poured himself out to God, and he has processed his fear. I think that's what I love the most about this psalm, is David is being, is being released from fear. And I've been contemplating fear a lot recently. I've had a couple of different conversations with friends and just deeply considering how paralyzing fear is and that really the release from fear is the truth of God. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. He's not given us a spirit of fear, Paul said to Timothy, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And David says early in the Psalm, what time I am afraid I will trust in thee. And then he says, I put my trust in the Lord. I will not fear what man or what flesh can do to me. He comes toward the end of the psalm and he says it again in verse 11. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid. There's just this resolution. He's fighting back fear. He's pushing it back. With He's preaching to himself is what he's doing. He's pushing back. I will not. I will not. I reject. I refuse to act, to live in, to respond in fear. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O God. So David, now in verse 12 and 13, this is what I want you to capture today. David is uh, collapsing in devotion. Thy vows are upon me, O God. David's saying, I have adhered myself to your love in, in promised devotion. Earlier, he talks about the security of God's word. In God will I praise his word. So David is finding security in God's devotion to him. And because of that, he vows himself right back in devotion. And I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but devotion is not an obligation. It's a privilege. Devotion is not an obligation. It's a privilege. And it just makes sense that the God of the universe, the creator of of the universe would be so devoted to you that he would give you the life of his own son. 
then what more could you do in security and safety and provision than to devote yourself back to him, to place yourself in, in his complete care and protection and will and guidance for your life? So that's why David says, Thy vows are upon me, O God, I will render praises unto thee. Now, he is now explaining the reason, the logic behind his devotion, the reasonableness of his devotion. It kind of, it kind of ties into what Paul said in Romans uh, 12, which is our reasonable service. Present yourselves a living sacrifice, which is our reasonable service. So David says, for thou hast delivered my soul from death. Now, yes, physical death he'd been delivered from, but I think through a New Testament lens, we can say ultimate, eternal death. Because of the gospel and the love of Christ, we have been rescued from the worst and most uh, unimaginable death. We've been rescued from the worst that we can fear. So we've been delivered from death, and then the, the logic flows, and he says, Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling? So if you, God, if I could trust you with my soul, why wouldn't I trust you with my steps? And yet that's our struggle, isn't it? That we say, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, I, I know, but, 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 but I got to deal with, you know, making sure that my steps are secure and my my material world is secure. And we couldn't be more wrong. David's logic is true. If God is powerful enough and loving enough to deliver our souls, and if we can trust him enough with our eternity, then why can't we trust him enough with our immediate circumstances? If he can save my soul, he can direct my steps. So David says, Wilt thou not deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Now this is where the principle or the idea of devotion comes back. David says, I'm going to walk, I'm going to, I'm going to know that God is going to guard my feet because I'm walking in his presence. I'm walking in devotion to him. And so my friend, let me just ask you today, what is the quality of your devotion? What is the quality of your commitment, your passion with the Lord? Is it personal? Uh, do you know Christ and love him? And, and, and have you devoted yourself to him in, in good and bad circumstances? Regardless of what life brings, regardless of what you see unfolding in the world around you, can you say, I'm going to walk before the Lord. I'm going to walk in his presence in the light of his truth. I'm an open book before my God. I'm walking forward with him in his will, in his purposes, in his values. Uh, I want to walk in authenticity and sincerity. He is my God and my Savior and my Lord and my director. He's writing my story. I'm simply following him. That kind of devotion is um, not only logical, rational, reasonable, um, but he's worthy of it. And it is what you were made for. And so I want to encourage you to land where David lands. Now think about the context of him running from his enemy, displaced, confused, uh, feeling vulnerable and tempted to fear. But where does he land the psalm? I'm going to walk before God in the light of the living. Uh, the word, the phrase light of the living is that when you enter the presence of God, both by salvation, through relationship, and ultimately in eternity, you're walking in light. You're walking in life. You're walking in fullness, as Jesus said, abundant life, Zoe life. I preached on that last Sunday, that uh, we look everywhere for the bread of life, the Zoe kind of life, but uh, God offers it to us in his light and, uh, and when we walk before him, 
We're walking in life and we're walking in light. So the ultimate outcome of this psalm and, and really of all of our fears is that we collapse in devotion and we command our souls by his grace to not fear, to trust, to wait on him, to walk before him, and to know that he's not only delivered our soul, but he's protecting our steps. And devotion is not an obligation, it's a privilege. Hey, thanks for joining me on this Friday. Have a great weekend. Hope to see you Sunday. And if not, I'll see you Monday.